Old Fashioned Football and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with our Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contests. $14 million is up for grabs. Get all the details at CircaSports.com. Hey, what's up? This is Sam Acho, and you're listening to Old Fashioned Football. Old-fashioned football. You make this deal right now, you pancake-eating mother... All right, deal! Welcome, welcome to Old Fashioned Football. If you're wondering who you're listening to, this is J-Mark. You can find me on Twitter at jmarkfootball. And before we get going to this special episode, I'm going to bring in my co-host on the pod and in life, Miranda. Sorry, this is not going to be as long of an intro as earlier this week, but you can find her on Twitter at jmarkswifey. You can call her Mur. Mur, how you doing today? I am doing great, Justin. I know we already celebrated it this week, but today is officially our one year with the podcast. A year ago today, we were recording our very first old-fashioned football episode and releasing it. It's crazy. It's been a year already. It is crazy. It's been a lot of fun, and we're a year old. We look much older, though. Speak for (laughs) yourself. No, just kidding. Um, And thank you to all the listeners, those that were Mm -hmm. here from day one and the new in fact, if you're brand new, just a quick rundown, because maybe you're just joining and listening for the first time because of the special guest we have coming on. But uh, what we do is we talk fantasy football and kind of all aspects of fantasy football. But in the preseason, we specialize in getting you ready for fantasy football auction drafts during the season, waiver wires. But we drink whiskey while we do it, drink an old fashioned and then we review whiskey. And we bring on guests as often as we can. Yeah. Love to do those guest interviews. Absolutely. And now we're not hoity-toity. We, we uh, as, as uh, I believe it was Ryan at 10th Mountain said it, hoity-toity. Um, we, we're not pulling out every single flavor, telling you what you should be tasting and whatnot, but we have a lot of fun with it. Yes. And just again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of our listeners. Your support means so much to us. Absolutely. And speaking of whiskey, what are we drinking today? Today, we are not having an old-fashioned. Shame on us. We just grabbed a little whiskey so that we can drink a little with our guests that we have coming on shortly. I just pulled the bottle of Jefferson's Ocean's Age at Sea Voyage 28. I don't think we actually ever reviewed this one on the show, but we have it. And drinking this right now, it tastes so much different than the first time we compared it to Voyage 23. Agreed. It's a lot more complex. Yeah. It, when we first initially compared it to the Voyage 23, which anyone who's been listening knows that is my favorite go-to bourbon to drink neat. And I need to reconsider. <laughs> <laughs> when we compared it back in the fall or like November, I think it was, when we saw Voyage 28 hitting the shelves, we compared it and it's so much sweeter than 23. Um, I think at that time I was just starting to refine my palate to like rise. Right. And yeah, I don't know this. It's obviously a bourbon. It's not a rye whiskey, but it is more complex. There's a lot more flavor there. It's unique. It's very easy to drink. 
I don't know. I like this more than I did over six months ago. Yeah, I, I, I concur. I agree. I do as well. So today we have a very special guest, just a little behind baseball. We just got done with recording with him, and then we record these to kind of slap as the intro and outro. But did want to put out a disclaimer. We had a little audio hiccup. We had no idea a, until yeah. after. So Yes, on our side. It was on our side. So mm-hmm. there's a little difference in sound. We apologize for that. However, it, it was an amazing interview. This was a lot of fun. Amazing interview. Luke's a very fun guy. So... I yeah it is what it is it's still a great interview and we hope you enjoy it was fun. yes a lot of good information a lot of good whiskey recommendations and whiskeys that only ace spirits has available keep listening you're gonna love it yeah so let's bring on luke Real quick before we bring on Luke, though, I want to remind you that we're brought to you by Circa Sports. The Circa Millions and Circa Survivor are back. $14 million in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. The Circa Millions, look, it's just five NFL picks against the spread each week. And the Circa Survivor, just pick a different money liner winner each week. Take the Bears week one. Enter in Vegas, but play from anywhere. You can enter anytime between now and the start of football season. In fact, Sports Gambling Podcast, Ryan and Kramer, or sorry, Ryan and Kramer, Sean and Kramer will be out there the last weekend in August. Wish we could go, but that would be our fourth weekend in a row of traveling. Just can't do it, but go out there and have a blast. Just go to CircusSports.com for all the details. Again, that's CircusSports.com. Our guest today, you've probably heard me talk about Ace Spirits because they sponsored our giveaway last month, and this is the guy behind that, located in Minneapolis, Minnesota, the owner of Ace Spirits. Luke Castle. Luke, welcome to Old Fashioned Football, and how are you doing today? I am excellent, Justin. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. We're excited We're to have definitely you. Definitely excited to have you. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, yeah, exactly. We've been trying yes. to find a time that works, but glad we got our pin down. Yeah, absolutely. So before we jump into all things a spirits, got to talk a little bit of football with you. You are a Vikings fan, correct? Yeah, long-suffering. it's unfortunate it makes sense since you're up in minneapolis us being bears fans yeah Yeah. yeah. we don't don't like the vikings fans but at least you're not a packer fan right yeah we could have common ground with our hatred towards all things wisconsin football that's right (laughs) so i have to ask you what are your thoughts on the vikings cutting ties with dalvin cook and do you have faith in alexander madison and do you think he can replace dalvin cook on the field uh, it's a big ask, obviously. I mean, uh, Delvin mm-hmm. Cook uh, was a uh, hell of a running back. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure where he ranks in the pantheon of Vikings running backs, but he definitely is worthy of a conversation in top 10 for sure. Um, top five is a tougher mm-hmm. uh, tougher list to crack into. But, um, you know, Alexander Madison certainly showed some upside in the last couple of seasons when he's gotten the chance to get in there. Cook's been hurt a few times, and uh, he stepped up nicely. It'll be Exciting to see what he does in that spot. I mean, you guys follow football a lot closer than I do, but uh, the role of the running back in the NFL certainly changed over the last uh, five or 10 years. And it seems like that position is getting um, a little more uh, replaceable. It's probably the Mm -hmm. nicest way you can put it. Um, And there's not a lot of longevity there. So um, I hope it works out for us. And uh, I guess we'll find out here in a couple months. Yeah, I just saw a quote from a GM that wished to remain anonymous that said, why would I pay a running back when I can draft a running back early in the uh, the college draft and have him play five years on a rookie contract? Yeah. And so I think that's the approach mm-hmm. a lot of the teams are starting to take. 
Yeah, it's tough. I mean, are you going to put $14, $15 million into a spot that's almost guaranteed to miss three to five games a season for injury? And, you know, again, modern NFL being what it is. And we're also spoiled that we have Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. You throw it his direction, he's going to catch it. And uh, that's really where the offense is going to go through. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of throwing the ball to Justin Jefferson, I I have to ask because – Kirk Cousins is kind of a polarizing. A lot of people don't like him. A lot of people give him grief. Are, are you a fan of Kirk Cousins? You know, I wasn't at first. He's grown on me over the years. He's certainly gotten better. The stats mm-hmm. justify um, the accolades he's gotten over the last uh, few seasons. I still think he's a quarterback that can help you win games. I'm not sure he's the quarterback that's going to help you win championships, but um, I, uh, I'm i sorry. I'm not the most negative. I try not to be a negative uh, fan, and uh, I, I appreciate what he's done for the team. Um, and I don't think you can place any of the blame of our lack of success the last couple of seasons on his output. I mean, our defense was atrocious. Um, our line was not good. And so it's been, you know, there have been plenty of other places that you can point to for uh, the reason that we don't have any uh, Lombardi trophies, and I don't think it's his fault. Yeah, I mean, even as a Bears fan, I like Kirk Cousins. Everybody says, oh, he can't perform in primetime or whatever, but I, I really like him. I think he's a, a high-energy guy. He's kind of he's funny. High and, energy. Yeah, high-energy, kind of quirky. Um, I, I'm definitely a fan of him, even though he is a Viking. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it, he certainly um, he brings awesome energy. Uh, he's great for the community. He, um, mm-hmm. you know, there aren't any... I don't I don't think there's any like negatives to him off the field that um, you know can hurt the team in any meaningful way. He's not a spot. He's not a flashy guy off the field, um, but I think he does a lot for the community that people don't realize, too. So, um, you know, somebody like that, you certainly want in your area doing the things that he's doing. For sure. What would you say your expectations are of the Vikings this year? Man, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's a really tough one. You know, Again, I, I hate to say this, but I don't think we were – I think we may have been one of the worst 13-win teams in the history of the NFL last season. <laughs> and so I was poised for disappointment as we went through the playoffs, drawing the Cowboys like we did. We got destroyed by them in the regular season. So mm-hmm. seeing them in the first, you know, in a playoff game, I, I had no hopes. Um, I think we drafted well, picked up a couple of uh, players that we needed. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what they do for us this year. You know, I I don't think we're going to win 13 games again. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, there were a few. We won a lot of heartbreaking games um, against not-so-great teams. I mean, yeah. we talked about that Indianapolis Colts game when we were down, what was it, 42-3. to three. I, I forget what, what it was. And they came back and went, well, they weren't a good team. So we, yeah. we shouldn't have been down by three or four or five touchdowns, whatever it was, to uh, that team. So, I, I didn't see a lot of – I wasn't all that ecstatic that uh, that was a, a, a hang-your-hat victory when we shouldn't have been down that bad and we should have had to come back and win the way we did. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I like their draft too. I'm a big fan of Jordan Addison, even though I saw he got cited for speeding and reckless driving just this morning, was going like 110 and a 55. So, But I don't think that's the type <laughs> of thing the NFL punishes too harshly, so I don't think it'll be a big deal. He's not the first that have done that. He's not going to be the last. Um, I'm, I'm glad nobody was hurt. And uh, right, yeah. hopefully, hopefully he learned a valuable lesson and uh, doesn't make that mistake again. For sure. 
All right. I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to talk about the Vikings anymore as a Bears <laughs> fan. So, so let's jump to uh, whiskey and um, the store. Like we said, you're the owner of Ace Spirits. Now, if I'm not wrong, you were a whiskey enthusiast before. When did you decide like, hey, I think I want to have my own store? You know, anytime you can write, ruin a hobby by trying to make money out of it, you should go ahead and do that. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's essentially what happened. I mean, I've been a bourbon fan for a long, long time. I was actually a customer at Ace for years before um, decided to go down the path to, to buy it. Um, you know, it, it goes back a long time. Um, some of your listeners that uh, might be newer to bourbon will cry at this, but believe it or not, Pappy Van Winkle used to sit on the shelf. Um, I used to buy, I, I think I bought three bottles of Pappy Van Winkle 20 year on the shelf that was on sale at about a quarter of an inch of dust on it, you know, in the late, you know, 2008, 2009 timeframe. Um, I gave a bottle uh, of that to a good, good friend cause he helped me find a job at one point. Um, you know, the, the, the 10 and 12 year versions, I used to buy five or six at a time. It was kind of wow. just a good $40, $50 bottle of bourbon. So mm-hmm. been at it for a long time. You know, I'm a part of a couple of groups personally that raise a bunch of money for charity, one of which is called the uh, the Bourbon Crusaders. We're a 501c3. Um, we were the charitable, charitable organization that helped the, uh, the Kentucky Distillers Association raise about $6 million total uh, for the flooding and uh, tornadoes that hit Kentucky a couple of years ago. Um, mm-hmm. So that was fun. So kind of taking it from a, a hobby that, um, you know, turned into a giant bunker in my basement that makes me very unpopular in this house, but uh, <laughs> yeah, turned that into an obsession and now we're turning it into an enterprise. So, you know, it was one of those deals where um, Lewis Dacus had built a spirits in 2013, late 2013, uh, became a customer and a fan. When he sold it to somebody else, he had texted me. And I told him I would have bought it and it kind of got the wheels turning of, well, would I have actually, or am I just blowing smoke up my own ass on that one? And, um, you know, got the wheels turning a little bit and, uh, lo and behold, about a year and a half later, it came up for sale again. And, uh, I went and, uh, decided to make it official and, uh, bring it into the fold. So here we are. Nice. So something unique about eSpirits in your store is the ability for anyone to order online and have whatever they order shipped and delivered to them. Was mm-hmm. that something that you brought to Ace Spirits or was that something that was always a part of Ace Spirits, something that you could do, or was that an idea that you had? No, that was one of the things that intrigued me the most about it. So, um, yeah, the original mm-hmm. owner started doing it. I'm not sure when he started shipping, but it was, it was quite a few years ago, uh, back before e-commerce was even really a thing for uh, wine and spirits. Part of the reason he sold the store was there was actually a Supreme Court case that was being um, heard around inter- uh, interstate shipping of wine and spirits. And he thought it was going to go bad. Um, mm-hmm. The state of Ohio very much did not like um, shipping into their state. And so they were suing a number of retailers. And uh, um, Lewis decided he wanted to get out of the way of that. So he signed a cease and desist letter saying he wouldn't. And then he sold the store. Um, and it turns out the Supreme Court ruled the other way, said that um, states can decide for themselves if they want to allow for it. You know, so the owner between us uh, stepped on the gas of shipping um, and he happened to buy it right during COVID and uh, mm-hmm. things went like this. Um, mm-hmm, you know, the, yeah. the, 
the landscape has changed quite a bit since then. Um, as more e-commerce players have stepped into the space, there's clubs now. There's you know, it went from a handful of retailers doing it to hundreds, and um, you know now some big private equity backed uh, players are in the space as well. So um, we still have a pretty um, nice presence there. And, uh, you know, with our specialty around whiskey, doing the single barrels that we do and, you know, providing the customer service we do there. Um, and also we just launched our uh, Bourbon Explorers Club, um, which is kind of a, a quarterly um, shipment of what we think are really amazing bourbons. Uh, more for the entry level uh, drinker, though. These aren't, you know, cast strength single barrels. These aren't highly mm -hmm. allocated whiskeys. These are just what we think are really cool, delicious bourbons that uh, people should be trying as they kind of go through their journey um, and try to find what they like and what's good. Nice. So you mentioned the single barrel. I I'm curious, since I've obviously never had a store or anything, how does that work? Do you reach out to the distillery? Do they contact you? And then once that connection's made, do you get to go to the distillery and like sample from different barrels? Can you kind of walk through how all that works? Yeah, it, it depends on the barrel. It depends on the uh, the supplier. Um, okay. you know, some of them are highly allocated at this point, you know, mm -hmm. so we, we get typically one, four roses barrel a year, and that's one that's, okay. um, highly sought after. They make amazing whiskey. Um, yeah, huge fan have been for years. Um, I've picked lots and lots of barrels there. Mandy who runs that program is one of the nicest humans on the planet. So, uh, just love, uh, interacting with them, you know, so for those folks, if we support the brand throughout the year, we get, uh, rewarded by, uh, the opportunity to select a barrel. Um, there's a few other brands that are like that. Um, some others are, we're, we're reaching out to them. Uh, maybe they don't even have a single barrel program in some cases. Um, it, you know, maybe it's a personal connection in the industry or I'm asking for a favor, um, you know, tapping on a shoulder. Uh, but most, at this point, most distilleries have put together a single barrel program and open it up um, for it. Some, you know, like Knob Creek, I think is a very good approachable $60 a bottle, single barrel. Um, those are pretty, they're, they're not easy to get. They're allocated. But if you support the Beam brand and the Beam family, you can get a barrel. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you can get two to three a year if you're doing a lot of business with them. Um, others, you know, like I said, you get one. And, you know, the process varies by distillery. My personal preference is to go there and uh, try a person. Um, yeah. you know, I, I, I get to, uh, Tennessee, Kentucky a lot. Um, I'm actually going to be in Cincinnati next week. Um, uh, picking a couple of barrels at new riff, um, nice. which is new to Minnesota or new again to Minnesota. They were here for a little bit and then, uh, came back, you know, the experience is awesome. They typically are very kind and generous with, you know, the, the way they treat you when you get there, um, in terms of rolling out the red carpet. Um, it's a significant investment for a store. You know, you're talking mm -hmm. thousands of dollars for the barrel to, to bring in. So uh, they recognize that and they, they um, are very nice about that. And that also gives you the opportunity. Um, it does happen occasionally where maybe they only roll out three barrels when you're there. And um, maybe I don't like any of them. doesn't mean that yeah. they're not good. Maybe they're just not what I would prefer for our single barrel program. And if you're there, um, typically they'll say, okay, no problem. Let's, uh, let's try some other ones. Uh, let's go over to this other part of the rickhouse and uh, roll these barrels over and gives you the opportunity to make sure you get one that you really, really like. So I, I, I prefer to do that. And that's mm -hmm. not to say that they're trying to put bad barrels in front of you. They're just also different. And right. you know, yeah. one store might think is the greatest barrel ever. Another might not like. So 
Um, again, that's not saying that, that and these distilleries are not in the business of making bad whiskey, right? They're not going to, they're going to put a bad one out there and hope they trick you into buying it. That, that's, that's not <laughs> a business model at all. No. So, um, I, again, I prefer to do it that way. Um, you know, during COVID, a lot of that shut down. So we did a number of picks via samples. Um, okay. in that case, they send, they ship you, you know, three to five, maybe six or seven different barrels and you try through them at, uh, you know, at the store at home or wherever and mm-hmm. you know, pick the best one. It's, it's harder to travel as a group. So sometimes I'm doing that myself. Sometimes I'm having some local friends hop in with me or a couple folks from the store tag along. If it's a sample that we do at the store, um, we're, I'm definitely going to make sure that, uh, uh, the team's involved. We have some, um, world-class palettes, I would say, um, there, uh, besides myself, I don't know if I, I'm not sure where I rank in that uh, list, but, uh, <laughs> uh we have some folks there that definitely know the way around a barrel and it's a lot of fun to talk about it, di- dissect it a little bit, talk about what we'd like and dislike and go from there. Nice. Um, you mentioned new riff Miranda doesn't know this, but I was talking to a, a friend of our show and he's in SGP. He does another fantasy football show, but fantasy football bourbon dude okay his favorite whiskey or distillery i should say is new riff and in the second week weekend in august we have the fantasy football expo and he will be there and he's going to bring us some to try now he asked which which of the new riff products i wanted to try because he has them all do you have a recommendation of which one i should say we should try so they only have two two products they have um Okay. A bourbon and a rye. They have a bottled and bond, which is 100 proof, and then they have uh, single barrel cast strength. They're all good. Um, my strong preference, 99 times out of 100, is the cast strength version. Okay. Um, I'm kind of a proof whore. I want it as high proof as <laughs> I can possibly get it. You know, I like the punch in the face. I, uh, you know, I, I, I want all the. I want it in an unadulterated version, the way that the distiller put it in the mm-hmm. barrel and whatever yeah. the barrel does to it for as long as it's in there, I like to taste it that way. So nice. um, that's going to be my preference. Nice. And the older I get, the more I love rye. I know uh, bourbon is the, the main passion for most people. I would encourage people to uh, continue to expand and try more and more ryes. There are some phenomenal versions out there. And um, you know, for most of us, our preferences change over time. Yeah, you know, the thing that you loved a couple of years ago, you may not like that much anymore. May you know the the thing you, especially if you're still new to this, and I know you you, you guys aren't, but uh, maybe some of your listeners are. It, if you describe it as smooth, to me that means boring. Right? So if it's an eighty <laughs> yeah. proof bourbon, yeah. um, it's already very proof down, and then most people are going to mm-hmm. put it on the rocks. They're going to do the big ball, you know, the ice ball. Uh, by the time they get to the bottom of that drink, there's there's not a lot of alcohol left in that glass. And yeah. so, you know, for me, rye is a much spicier grape or grain, and it produces a very robust flavor profile. And um, I just love it. And I also, um, I just love a good rye Manhattan. Yeah. I have definitely developed taste for rye whiskey. Yes. As over yeah. the last year, I was always since this podcast. Kinda. Yes, yeah. this podcast really got me into rice. Awesome. <laughs> and the, it, and yeah. you know, you mentioned the smooth. This podcast kind of broke me away from that. Ooh, that's really smooth. I really like it. To like now, when I taste the smooth one, it's like, yeah, it's good, but I, I want something that's complex. 
I want yep. that complex flavor that I can be really think about like, what am I tasting? There's so much here. What is that? You know, rather mm. than just that, oh yeah, it's very smooth. Yeah. So. I mean, that's where you can really get into the nuance and the differences. And I, I would encourage people to try, a, a, if you're not going to drink just one thing in the night, so if you're going to have one drink, do whatever you want. But if you're going to mm -hmm. try a, more than one, start with like a 90 or 94 proof, then maybe go to like a bottle and bond 100 proof, and then do something cast strength. They're doing that order. And I think if you are somebody who historically hasn't liked things at cast strength, maybe it's a little too harsh, it burns, you know, it's, it's hot. Maybe that would be a way that you can kind of discover if you like that or if you could kind of acclimate yourself to that heat. And uh, if you do, um, watch out. It's a rabbit hole. You're, you know, it's all of a sudden you're going to have 400 bottles in your house and uh, you're going to be having to remodel parts of your basement to, to store everything properly and display it. And, uh, and then maybe you'll be buying a liquor store. Who knows? <laughs> Speaking from experience, right? Yeah. Miranda? If uh, people want to play best ball, where can they play some best ball? You can play best ball over on underdogfantasy.com. We are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, and Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. There are so many ways to win over on Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many states. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit up to $100. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. So I, I think you mentioned to Justin um, that you have the Keeper's Heart barrel pick. Can mm -hmm. you tell us about any other barrel picks or allocated whiskeys that you guys currently have? Yeah, so... That one's super fun. So uh, O'Shaughnessy, oh, excuse me, O'Shaughnessy Distilling here in Minneapolis. Um, you know they, the O'Shaughnessy family. I think half of St. Thomas's campus is named after them. So they, um, you know, they brought their checkbook to bear and uh, put up a really nice, just a gorgeous distillery here in Minneapolis. And I uh, highly recommend if you're coming to town, if you're watching, you're going to come watch the Vikings or uh, the Gophers or whoever while you're swinging through. Um, go check it out. Uh, they built just a stunning distillery. And on top of that, they went and hired Brian Nation. And if you don't know Brian Nation, he was the master distiller at Jameson. He yeah. was the, the, the first non-family member master distiller there and since their inception, what, 200 years ago, whatever that was. And um, A, he's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. He's your very typical Irishman. He's got a joke for, for everything, and he's just the best. Um, but they, they're doing some really fun things with their whiskey and experimenting quite a bit. Um, so we got to know them fairly uh, soon after they opened. Um, we did one barrel with them that was um, a blend of their of um, their Irish whiskey and uh, um, bourbon, or excuse me, rye from MGP. And they finished it in a used rye barrel for a few months. And it was delicious. And... Um, they we, they did a cast strength for us, which was one of the first ones they did. And it was a short barrel. It only had like 66 bottles in it. It was great. It sold out right away. Um, so they reached out um, a little bit later and like, hey, do you want to do another barrel? I'm like, yeah, well, what do you got? And they said at that time they had, you could put it in a stout barrel, a maple barrel, a rye barrel, or you could just do a cast strength. They had these four options. And you could do them at two or three proofs. But what's great about those guys is that, they're like, unless you don't like that, then just do whatever the hell you want, basically. Or, you know, tell, tell us what you think would be fun and we'll do that. 
And um, Brian mentioned, hey, you know, by the way, we have a couple of um, Pedro Jimenez sherry casks uh, coming in. And I was like, well, you know, um, there's some pretty good whiskey that's been put in a sherry cask for mm -hmm. a few hundred years in Scotland and other parts of the world. I'd love to try that. And uh, a couple of days after those barrels came in, I went in and um, we tried, we, we smelled them first. It was weird. Uh, I thought he I thought he was messing with me because we took the bongs out of the two and he goes, all right, smell it. And he said, take this like rubber mallet, bang on it when I smell it. And I'm like, so I just do it because I'm listening. <laughs> and I'm like, you're messing with me. I look to make sure they weren't recording me. They weren't. It actually made a difference somehow. Uh, so anyway, um, they, they rolled over the whiskey. I filled it right there, which is super fun. Never done that before. And um, then we went back every couple of weeks for almost three months and tried it until we all thought it was ready. Um, you know, it nice. started out very heavily sherry, right? I mean, you, mm -hmm. there's still some liquid sherry in the barrel. And then as that kind of uh, mixed in and it dissipated, the air got to it, uh, it, it kind of blended harmoniously and created what we think is a pretty darn good uh, blend. So that was a lot of fun. You know, in terms of other things at the store right now, we typically have maybe on the low end, 12 different single barrels. I think we have 15 or 20 right now. Um, you know, and that's, that's one of the things I like doing the most. Um, it's one of the, the, the staff likes doing the most. And um, mm -hmm. one of the ways that we can differentiate ourselves from every other liquor store on the planet is taking the time to make what we think are great selections and, you know, curating them and making sure we always have something in stock. So we have a couple of Nub Creeks, a couple of Maker's Mark picks. We have that uh, Keeper's Heart. Uh, we have a tumbling, a tumbling Dice, which is delicious. Um, we have, which I'm sipping on right now, a Nashville Barrel Company. This is actually a small batch blend. Um, uh, the guys who own this place are buddies of mine. And we've picked, I don't know, six or eight single barrels, but they also let me go down there and make my own um, custom uh, small batches. So we do okay. some blending, um, we do some mad, mad scientisting until we come up with what we think is a, a good blend. And um, this is our second one, and it's it's one of my favorite things to sip on. It's you know six to seven year old whiskey. It's 110 proof, so it's not um, it's got plenty of heat, but it's not a straight flamethrower the whole way, and mm -hmm. uh, it's delicious. But gotcha. if you go to aspirits.com, um, click under whiskey, and you check out exclusive barrels. Um, that's where we keep those up to date. There's pictures, there's descriptions. And, um, if you're in the area, we always have all of our private barrels open for sample for free. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> something I was going to ask you. We're going to be up there in just two weeks yeah. now. Couple so. weeks. Can't wait to see you. I know. We're going to be yeah. stopping by. Um, yep. I think Dude. there's no way we're not going to leave with that keeper's heart. <laughs> Yeah, because the night before we're going to be doing a tour and tasting with that. Because we had um, Kate Douglas, one of their distillers, on the show, yep. and uh, talked with her, and then they set us up with a tour and tasting. We're going to eat at the restaurant, and I feel like we'll still be on the rush of doing all that. That there's no way we don't leave the store without that keeper's heart bottle. But um, do you give loans? Because I'm worried that I'm going to be walking <laughs> away with too much. <laughs> Your credit's good with me. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so kind of flipping gears here what's your favorite part about running the store you know it's interesting because i i still have my day job in um commercial real estate um okay. and you know that's such a long slow steady um process it takes yeah. years to build relationships and reputations and you know the um yeah we don't build anything but like you know the the, the maturation of that strategy just takes a long time and with retail, uh, it's immediate. 
I mean, your feedback is, you know, people tell you within seconds what they think of your your, your barrel, your bottle, your price, yeah. your the, the your hat, whatever. Like it's, you know, you uh, you get some pretty fast and immediate feedback, and that's really interesting to me. Um, you know, and just keeping a trying to keep your finger on the pulse of where consumers' preferences are shifting to at all times. Because, you know, bourbon started getting popular about 15 years ago. And it's it's done this over the years. You know, in the 70s, mm-hmm. it was, uh, in the 60s, it was popular. In the 70s and 80s, no, they couldn't give it away. They were putting it in these ugly decanters. You know, Bean put them in ducks and Elvis Presley heads and Washington <laughs> monuments and any other structure that they could possibly stick liquid in to trick people into buying it, they did it. And not just them, uh, most of the distilleries were doing it. And right now they don't have to. Um, they can put it in a, you know, in a paper cup and people would buy it and you know, and pay a lot for it. So prices have gone up and just trying to make sure that we're, we're working with and uh, providing what we think is great um, bottles for people, whether they've been in this for 20 years or 20 minutes. Cool. Do you have any, well, first, do you drink old fashions? I do. Okay. Do you have any recommendations or what is your favorite whiskey to put in an old fashioned? Yeah, I like, I like something a little higher proof um, to mm-hmm. stick yep. to my knitting. Um, but not just because I'm the self of proof for it's because you're watering it down, right? You're adding yeah. right. probably a little ice in there. You're putting, you know, the, uh, the sweetener, whether it's, I prefer a barrel aged maple syrup, uh, which we um, have made for the store um, or, you know, right. some simple syrup or whatever, you put a little fruit in there. Um, so I also, going back to that whole rye thing, um, I prefer a bourbon with a very high rye content because okay. I want that rye spice to kind of cut through the sweetness that the uh, the sweetener that you add to an old fashioned provides. So uh, for me, Four Roses, uh, small batch select makes the, is like the perfect bourbon for an old fashioned. Um, it's 104 proof. So it's not getting a nine thrower, but it's got enough heat to kind of, shine through and um half of the mash bills that they use are uh, um 36 rye which is very high um so to me that's great um some of the different um products that mgp makes you know they have a high rye mash bill our tumble and dice for example our single barrel it's 118 proof i think give or take i'm 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 half making that number up um but that's a 36 percent rye mash bill as well and um you know that one i think makes an excellent cocktail it's spectacular, you know, neat in a uh, Glen Cairn glass, but it's also, uh, it, it holds up and I think amplifies a cocktail. The uh, Four Roses Select used to be your go-to for old fashioned. So. <laughs> oh, I found Miranda's magic. I know. Uh, magic <laughs> drink. All right. Yep. That yes, was easy. That was. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so can you tell the listeners about any, uh, Kind of big sales or specials you got going on right now that maybe they can run right to aspirits.com and uh order right away yeah we have a couple of cool things going on right now um you know we have mictor's um single barrel rye for 44 dollars. it's normally right around 50 so we have that at a good at a good price um we have a pin hook single barrel um it's not one that we picked it's one that um a restaurant had closed and the distributor had to take it back and um you know, that one's normally 75. We have that at 60. Um, again, not going to take any credit or responsibility for our taste because we didn't pick that one. But, um, sure. you know, we have a number of items that are on our uh, our cyber sale, so to speak. Um, just go to aspirits.com. You, uh, check us out on uh, 
uh, Instagram and Facebook under the same name. We also have a, um, a Facebook group called Ace Spirits Selections. I think there's about 1,400 people in there right now. Um, that's a nice way to kind of hear about single barrels as they hit. Um, we tend to, um, yeah, they're, they're kind of our biggest fans, I would say, um, mm -hmm. around the country. And uh, we try to give that group a little bit of a, a heads up about some of the cool things that are happening. So I uh, highly recommend if you're on Facebook, you uh, jump into that group. Nice. Yeah. Do and then, yeah. you know, That's Bourbon cool. Heritage <laughs> Month is coming up here in September. We do a lot of fun things for that month. We have, we're actually, we have a trip to Kentucky um, uh, scheduled. We're picking four roses. We're picking uh, Old Forester Barrel Strength and an Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Um, so far, that's what we have scheduled. Uh, but throughout the month, we like to do a lot of Easter bunnies, hide kind of random allocated bottles throughout the store, do some fun events. Uh, we're doing a bourbon 101 uh, tasting event, a 201 event. And this isn't even announced yet. We'll do it on the podcast today. Uh, we don't have it on the calendar yet. But, so look back. We are going to have um, this name is yet to be determined, uh, but some sort of a golden palette blind tasting competition in the store Ooh, towards the end nice. of September. Um and uh, my general manager, Ben, told me I have to participate. So, um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to embarrass myself. Uh, um, and, and, but what, we should have some fun. And, and that one, we're going to open, I think it's going to be four, maybe five bourbons. Um, and you're going to try them all blind. They're going to come out in decanters. And you got to guess, like, age-proof distillery brand. And uh, I think there's one other component. I forget which one. And then at the end of the day, whoever gets the most points for Guessing all of that correctly uh, wins a uh, trophy and the uh, right to purchase a pretty cool allocated bottle. So lots nice. of fun stuff awesome. coming up. Yeah, no pressure since you're competing, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's <laughs> I, I've done those before with, um, you know, bourbon nerd buddies and in groups. And I've watched guys that I would consider to be and gals that have, you know, world-class palettes just be wildly wrong about things and uh, it's really hard so i uh, yeah. I, a, I think i have some perspective on it and uh, i don't embarrass easily so uh we'll uh, we'll just have some fun there you go i've done that to you a couple of times yeah Did you guess we've done a little she's done a little blind tastes for me um the one that i got like right away that you didn't think i was was evan williams bottled and bond it's one of my just I will always go to that just to drink because a it's so affordable and it's really good for the price. I love Evan Williams bottle and bond. And you tried to trick me, thought you could trick me, but you did not. No, I did. <laughs> well, Heaven Hill's got a pretty distinct flavor profile and that. Yeah. You're hundred percent right. That bottle should be on every bourbon drinkers bar. It's yeah. I don't know, 20 bucks for a seven fifty of it. It's like $32 mm -hmm. for a, a, a home wrecker. I call it a 1.75 liter. <laughs> and yeah, it's very good bourbon. Um, if you kind of track, you know, the uh, there's all these lists out there. By the way, most of them that end up in magazines are bought and paid for. There's no way yeah. like Hudson bourbon, Hudson baby bourbon should be a top 10. It's terrible. It's not. <laughs> it shows up in all these like top 10 bourbon lists. And I'm like, if any of these people actually drank it. Um, but, you know, Evan Williams bottle in the pond. If you're going to do like your top five or whatever, what, it doesn't matter how many you put in the list. It's going to be number one or number two in terms of value bourbons. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're actually doing a, um, like I said, we got the Fantasy Football Expo coming up. A bunch of fantasy football nerds will be there. But Friday night, SGPN's hosting the party, and we're doing a 
whiskey tasting with old fashioned football table. Um, aside from Evan Williams bottle and bond, what's another very affordable whiskey that's very good because we have to supply the whiskey and we're like, what can we nice. get? that's really good, but affordable. I mean, you could go down to the four rows of small batch. That's usually 35 yeah. bucks, mm -hmm. give or take. Uh, that one's great. If you have access to it, it's unfortunately become slightly allocated, but the, uh, I'm a huge wild Turkey fan and the mm -hmm. Russell's reserve 10 year. Um, we sell a ton of it's 40 bucks. It's a 10 year old 90 proof bourbon. Um, you know, we have 20 people a day walk to ACE and ask for a bottle of Eagle rare and we don't have it. Unfortunately, I mean, it used to sit on any buy by the case, but not anymore. Super allocated. People are lucky to see it, but what you can almost, what would you can find almost anywhere, almost every day is uh, Russell's reserve 10 year bourbon. And nice. it's delicious. It's every bit as good as Eagle rare and uh, you can find it. You can usually buy a lot of it. Nice. All right, so everybody can go to aspirits.com and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys have an app in development? Yeah, that's been a long time coming. We're actually um, close. Uh, that um, yeah. that tag's been on our website for two years. Um, that's the uh, the peril of uh, not doing this full time is uh, been kind of chipping away at that um, sure. as uh, the side hustle. But uh, my new GM, Ben, uh, he's kind of a wizard there. And uh, okay. we're, we're, we're a lot closer than we were. Nice. I don't want to put a date on it because we're definitely not going to hit whatever I say. So it'll be it's soon. It, it will come. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, before we let you go, is there anything else you'd like to add or anything you want our listeners to know? No, I mean, we're known as whiskey heaven, but um, if you're a tequila fan, we have some world-class tequila. That's a spirit that is growing rapidly. We also mm -hmm. have uh, some pretty amazing scotches. Um, you know, we, we sell almost as much scotch as we do bourbon and rye. Um, and we have some phenomenal stuff. We get access to some very highly allocated bottles. I think we have a couple left of, uh, you know, some single barrels of Glendronic 29 year old cast drink, um, scotches, you know, we get all the McAllen's, we get all sorts of fun stuff there. So, um, you know, if you're looking for more than just bourbon and, uh, chasing Pappy and Blanton's, um, we have, uh, all the other delicious stuff that not every place, not every store has access to. Do you have, um, scotch for like for tasting? Um, yeah, yeah. We have a ton open, um, including okay. we have a single barrel of 27 year old cast strength Glen which is stupid. Good. It's $280 a bottle. If it said McAllen on it, it'd be $2,500 a bottle. And, um, it's Absolutely delicious. And everybody should, if you're a Scotch fan at all, you should have a bottle. There's zero peat. Um, that's the thing that a lot okay. of people are are uh, turned off by is they don't want that iodine. They don't want that peat. Um, yeah. There are a lot of Scotch expressions that have zero peat in them. And they are absolutely delicious as well. I have not found a Scotch that I really enjoy yet. So maybe you can sell me on that when we're up there. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a try. If you like it, you like it. It's, yeah. You know, I don't think it's my job to convince somebody that they... Um, are wrong about what they like sure yeah. yeah that's that seems like a pretty bad way to go about life so i uh <laughs> I, I i i really enjoy it when somebody is honest and tells me what they don't like because i can do mm -hmm. way more of that information if you're like hey there's this note in you know this particular bourbon that i don't like it turns me off I'm like mm -hmm. oh i know i know what you're talking about okay then don't drink this this or this try this this and this that that helps when somebody comes in and is like 
I like it all. It's like, well, okay. Uh, then, then, it, then it all works. Like, I don't know. Right. I, I can't help as easily. Yeah, no, no doubt. Well, thank you for joining us. I don't think we said this yet um, since you're on here, but this is our official one year since we've launched our yes. podcast. So this is oh, a big nice. episode for us. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. As a reminder, uh, podcasts are taking over the world. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and as a reminder, everybody can go to aspirits.com. And as long as you're 21, you can have it shipped straight to your door. And I think you guys have a code for uh, first time buyers to get $10 off. Is that correct? Yeah, it's uh, it, it should pop up on a pop up when you get on there. I believe it's D E V I N ship, Dev and ship, which is like deliver and ship. But uh, you know, go in there and check it out. And uh, there's definitely some codes that'll uh, pop up. And we have twenty dollar flat rate shipping to. Uh, we're not all fifty states. We're to like 40, 41, I think. Um, okay. Twenty dollar flat rate shipping. And um, you know, if you spend five hundred bucks, it's free shipping. So load up your cart, and uh, we'll get it to you in a few days. Nice. Awesome. I think it's an awesome feature because I can't think of anywhere in Iowa anyways that I know of that does that. So the fact that we could go there and get an allocated bottle or just even a bottle that we can't find here, I think it's an awesome feature and it's awesome that you guys are doing that. Real quick before we let you go, is there one bottle sitting on your shelf? If somebody's kind of on the fence like, man, I don't know if I should go order or not. What's one bottle that a, a whiskey lover or even a bourbon lover should go order right now because it's just so good? Okay, so there's a bottle that nobody's ever heard of um, unless you're uh, really into this. But we have, it's our second single barrel of them. It's called Old Potrero Rye. Okay. And it's a 100% malted rye. Um, it's a San Francisco distillery. Um, they're not sourcing it. They made it themselves. It's um, a couple months shy of eight years old. It's 131 proof. So it's got a flamethrower. It's a total flame flamethrower, but it is a massive cinnamon and cherry bomb. Really? It has got, is one of the most unique flavor profiles I've ever had. And it's the bottle that, um, uh, like an attorney, a friend of mine that was in law school in New York in the early 2000s when Pappy 25 decanters were on the shelf and he couldn't decide if he should buy two or three of them. And now that now those things trade for 25 grand. So this yeah. is a guy who's spoiled rotten. He has all the whiskey that anybody's ever wanted and, you know, has had it all. And he bought a case of it when he tried it. Oh, wow. He bought six bottles. He was like, this is the best thing I've tried in years that doesn't taste like everything else I've already had. And okay. he bought a case of it. So old Petrero uh, rye. Uh, check it out. Um, promise you, you like it. All right. There you go, listeners. Go check it out. Go order it, in fact, because I, I have a feeling you've tasted a lot of whiskeys and and uh, are have a pretty good palate, I would say. I, I feel like I'm just getting to that point where I'm really starting to be able to pick things out. I feel like you're probably light years ahead of me. So trust Luke's opinion on the fact that you should go order that right now. Yes. <laughs> that's a muscle you can, uh, it, it's not something anybody's born with. That's a muscle you can uh, develop. So uh, it takes yeah. practice. Mm -hmm. And uh, the best thing is this is the only way to do it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes. That's right. All right. Well, thank you so much yeah, for joining you. us. It has been yeah, awesome it's great meeting you, uh, you too. And I uh, appreciate you having me on. Yeah. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, Luke. Yep. Thanks again to Luke. That was a lot of fun talking with him, and whew, he knows a lot about whiskey. He sure does, and I am excited to meet him in person in just a couple weeks, Justin. 
when we go and actually visit a spirits. Yeah, I, I'm not excited about the fact that I think it's going to cost us. It's going to hurt the wallet <laughs> because there's just too much that we're going to want to walk out of there with. And unfortunately, we can't have it all. No, and I think we're going to have to take a pause that weekend on our no whiskey purchases <laughs> yeah. this year. We found a loophole with vacation meeting luke in person and going to ace spirits is another loophole so we're gonna get to buy whiskey that weekend well it's kind of a vacation we are buying that keeper's heart i am not <laughs> there's no way we're gonna walk away without having a bottle of that keeper's heart finished in sherry casks definitely had a feeling that that's how you would feel <laughs> um i yeah and i'm excited to try all those samples mm -hmm. because like he said they're samples for tasting that's gonna be fun decide what we want to buy from that if you're in Minnesota, go to Ace Spirits and go try the samples. See, because there might be something that you've never even heard of that you end up really, really liking. Yes. And if not, if you're not in Minneapolis or in Minnesota, close to that area, go to acespirits.com. Whether you order online or go in person, mention old-fashioned football. It helps us out. Yeah, let Luke know that we sent you um, so that he knows that uh, you heard from him and Ace Spirits here. Mm -hmm. So, or although it might not be Luke working, just let the people at the store be like, <laughs> hey, tell Luke I came from old fashioned football. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we're kind of talking about listeners, new and old. We have a new listener who I believe came from the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Yes, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. We have to give a special shout out to Cody Zeeb and Rod over on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast with SGPN. They said so many nice things about us in our podcast on their episode this week. And so I just want to thank them. Um, your granted, support means a lot to us. I think they say give us a lot of praise I say, very granted, often. They, 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 uh, they sing our praises often. I just don't always run into your office and play it for you. <laughs> but there was a, a certain comment about our dishwasher um, and that episode that was quite funny because Rod is in the same boat as me. And uh, so, yeah, I had to come play that. He's not allowed to load up. the dishwasher. No. Bottom rack, like me, he can do plates and silverware. Yes, you are allowed. Which... You know this. Okay. There is more to this. <laughs> what I don't it's understand. No, you empty the dishwasher regularly. You know where the, you're getting the dishes from. So I don't, you know where I put cups because you remove the cups from the dishwasher regularly. You've probably unloaded our dishwasher over a thousand times. Grabbing the cups from the same spot. You know where the cups go. Why do they not go? Why can't you put the cups where I put them? Well, first of all, I'm not Rain Man. I don't have like a photo <laughs> image. Second of all, when oh I'm on when I'm unloading the dishwasher, the last thing I'm thinking about is unloading the dishwasher. But you I grab am not them paying from the attention. Exact same spot every time. <laughs> uh, I'm this just is not why it's attention. mind boggling to me. Like this is okay. Anyway. Now Cody, on the other hand, he is the loader of the dishwasher Cody at his once place. again is on my side <laughs> Cody's always taking your side uh we get to meet him yes tomorrow we do, we do. but or Saturday yes I which I'm very excited Cody very excited yes. to meet you on Saturday which is two days away also I just wanted to if you are one of our listeners and you're also into NASCAR please check out the NASCAR gambling podcast on yeah. SGPN it's they really do a good show over there. They know what they're talking about. Go give them a listen. Absolutely. And in fact, I'm going to say, even if you're not a NASCAR fan, go check them out. One for the entertainment, but two, 
if you like to gamble, these guys are on a heater. It seems like they are always hitting really good bets in a sport that I feel like would be so hard to predict because there's so many different variables and you got all these guys that your bets are always plus money and that's why they do so well. They're giving out these plus Mm -hmm. money. I believe last week Cody gave out a 22 to one winner um, and that's not unusual for these guys. They are just so knowledgeable in NASCAR. So yeah, make sure you check them out. Anyways, our question is from Walter W. Rogers on Twitter, who, like I said, I believe came from the NASCAR gambling pod. He is in a 10 team full PP, full PPR. Not sure where he's picking yet. So he doesn't know what pick in the draft he has, but he wanted to know, is it worth keeping Ramondre Stevenson for an eighth rounder? All right, so this is not an auction league. Eighth round. So I've not done a keeper. Not auction league. (laughs) So basically, he's keeping, he's choosing Ramondre as his keeper in place of his eighth round pick. Yeah, from what I understand. That's how kind of how mine works. Um, The snake round keeper that I'm in, it'll take up, Mm -hmm. you know, X draft pick. Okay. I think that this is great value. And. Here are my reasons why. Like, well, first, let me preface this with there are talks that Delvin Cook visited the Patriots. Well, we know he visited them, mm-hmm. but nothing has been official there. He's been going to several places. So if Delvin Cook doesn't go there, I think there is this is just a smart pick, keeper pick, in my opinion, and great value for the eighth round. Ramondre is the guy. Yeah. Yeah, for they, the Patriots. And they have Mac Jones, <laughs> yes, who they're going to have to run the ball because right. <laughs> it's Mac Jones, a quarterback. Also, I know this is only his third season, but he is coming off of a career high last year. Last year being his second year with the Patriots, he nearly doubled his any like attempts and yards from his rookie year. Yeah, and Damian Harris no longer there. Um, we kind of split time with him some mm-hmm. last year. Damian Harris is now with the Bills, so this is Stevenson's backfield. And you know how we feel about these teams where they just have one primary running back. So many teams are going to a two-back system where the running backs are sharing time. Ramondre is not going to be sharing time with anybody. That, to me, is huge because he's not going to be sharing time you're going to be getting more points out of him fantasy wise absolutely and you know uh walter mentioned it's a ppr league 69 receptions last year that's a lot of receptions for a running back so not only is he not sharing time with somebody but he's also getting those receptions yeah absolutely uh i definitely think keep him for an eighth rounder yeah i think this is a great decision. Obviously, I don't know who else you had as options for keepers, but me personally, I'm going to be targeting those running backs who are not sharing time and who have quarterbacks like Mac Jones. If Stevenson, <laughs> depending how my draft looks, if Stevenson is there by the fourth round, maybe even third, I'm taking him. So I think eighth is great value. Agreed. All right. Thanks again for everybody for listening. Thanks to Luke for joining us. Go check out A Spirit's You can do that in Minneapolis or aspirits.com. Miranda, do you have anything else to add? No, I'm I'm good, Justin. I am super excited for our episode next Monday where we're going to be talking about top 10 quarterbacks, but not just like, oh, hey, who we think is going to score the most points. It's the top 10 quarterbacks based on their auction values. Yes. 
going to get interesting. <laughs> it is. Um, I, and I hope you are ready and prepared because I am coming in hot with some hot takes. You keep, okay, you keep saying this to me. Are you going to be ready for our next episode? Are you going to be, yes, Justin. You keep a very busy schedule. I do keep I a very to make busy sure. schedule. And so far I am rocking that very busy schedule, Justin. This is very true. This is very true. I just, I don't want you to be crying in the corner after the episode because my list is so much better. Oh, whatever, Justin. <laughs> You're going to be like, man, I wish I had your list before this because no. it's so good we are very different when it for the most part <laughs> yeah we are very different when it comes to how we strategize and how we rank and value well i don't know we do agree a lot which bothers me because <laughs> then we're even more competition for each other sure yeah no it's definitely going to be fun how's your jefferson's over there oh it is gone going once going twice sold Old-fashioned football.